welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitian Podcast. Thank you for joining your hosts, Tierra and Jack, for what is now episode number 20 of the Road to 2021 series. So before we get stuck into our past weeks and all of the other content, we just wanted to remind you guys that if you enjoy these episodes, please remember to leave a review on iTunes if you're listening there. Also, repost it to your social media. In regards to our coaching as well, if you are interested in looking at our services, you can head over to our website at www.thebodybuildingdietitians.com or find us on Google. Um, You can also find the link in the show notes below and on Instagram. Please also remember that we don't just cater for bodybuilders and physique competitors. If you have any health and fitness related goals, we're here to help. So without further ado, I'll let Tierra get stuck into her week. Cool. All right. So man, episode 20. So we are one fifth of a way to 100 episodes on this mini series, right? So it's pretty cool, eh, Jack? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, man. So we've been recording this for a few months now, but you know, man, this past it's week... It's not a mini series anymore. It's it's a maxi series. <laughs> is that... Or what What else is it? Is it? It's a series. Okay. It's a series. It's, <laughs> it's in the middle between mini and maxi. It's just a series, guys. But hey, it's a good one. Just saying. But uh, no, this past week, it's actually been a really, really good week. I feel like it's been a wonderful balance between just, you know, feeling really productive with work, but also having enough time to myself, you know, to... Uh, catch my breath and, um, you know, focus on my training. And yeah, it's just been, it's just been a really good balance of things this past week. And it was my first week back to the gym post deload. So, you know, entering into my new mesocycle now. So going back to training full body five times per week and had an absolute blast. So it's, it was been a really good week of training did implement some new uh, movements, but perhaps, I don't wanna say I copied them from you, but <laughs> you were definitely my uh, inspo when it came to you know adding in like things like T-bar row, and also you got me onto the cable lateral raises as well. What about RDLs? Oh, I'm already doing RDLs. You got me onto those like four years ago, my man. But uh, keeping those in, again, for another mesocycle, but Pretty much, you know, I am entering into this new mesocycle. I do plan to keep up the full body training because I do find my body is just responding so well to that, just in terms of increased frequency, you know, and uh, just allocating a little bit more volume to certain muscle groups um, across the week and just getting in some really good quality training. So yeah, I'm loving it. And it's still, it's so fun. You know, I've, I've had this discussion with quite a few people and It's almost as if you feel like you're training freestyle, but you're still training freestyle with structure and strategy. So it's, uh, it's, it's really fun. I'm, I'm loving my full body training. So entering back into that and pretty much kept the very similar structure, you know, very similar movements, just a few new things have been added in like the T-bar row and, um, some cable lateral raises just in replacement for a few things like for example, T-bar row for me has replaced a another rowing movement I was doing on a cable machine that I kind of feel like I plateaued with at the end of my last mezzo. So I'm just going to swap that one out. So um, yeah, should be good. But that was an awesome first week of training. And, you know, in terms of body composition, I spoke to you guys last week about how, you know, I'm start, I need to start pushing up again because... I achieved my goal of maintaining my body weight for the last like four to five weeks. I was in that maintenance phase and I was maintaining around that 66.5 kilogram mark. Uh, And then this week upped my food. So 
I was originally going to go up to 450 grams of carbs while keeping my protein at 170 at fat and fats at 45. But to be honest, man, like I feel like I do not need to increase my carbs more than that. Like I'm already eating at 425 grams and just going up to 450 grams, like I can do it. There's no problem with that. I can do it, but like too much food volume. Oh no, it's not even that. I just feel like I got enough glucose in me, bro. Like I feel like I'm eating enough carbs. And also given that I've increased my carbohydrate intake, uh, like for example, right now I'm eating like 200 grams of oats per day and oats actually have a decent amount of fat in them. So if close to 200 grams of oats per day, that's almost 20 grams of fat from my daily intake just coming from oats. And there's nothing inherently wrong with that, but I want more variety. You know, I want some more fat in my diet from things like fish and eggs and cheese and nuts and seeds and all this sort of stuff. So instead of increasing my carbs by another 25 grams up to 450 grams, I've just decided to increase my fats by 10 grams. So to go up from 45 to 55 grams, which has worked an absolute treat. You know, I'm really enjoying adding like some extra chia seeds to my oats and uh, having some more oily fish and having a little bit more cheese on my egg, all these little things. So yeah, macros are now at 170 protein, 425 carb, and 55 grams of fat, which um, has worked really nicely. And this week, my weekly average body weight has gone up on average to 66.9. So a 300 gram increase, which is really nice. So um, it's good. It's starting to trend upwards, which is great. And it's aligned with great training performance this week too. And still feeling good, but that's the thing as well. Like we still don't actually know Jack the comp dates yet for next year, right? Like we're still kind of in the dark as to when the shows are actually going to be. Yeah. It's uh, we, we got sent an email by somebody mm-hmm. and <laughs> someone they, from ICN <laughs> and they said that they have an approximate date for the ICN worlds for season A. And I mean, that'll be interesting whether or not that happens internationally in mm-hmm. Vegas next year. And I mean, hopefully it does. Like that would be cool to attend, but the U.S. is pretty crazy at the moment. Yeah. Can you imagine us hitting up the strip? You know, TBD on the Vegas Strip. I could see us there. (laughs) Yeah, not doing much else than walking there. Not other than bodybuilding. Yeah. (laughs) Getting in our steps on the strip. (laughs) And yeah, so nationals and the state show is to be confirmed. Mm -hmm. So. I mean, we're hoping that it'll be around early May. Like that's yeah. kind of what we're expecting given mm-hmm. when the international show is planned. Yeah. And you know, that's pretty similar to 2018 when we actually competed for the first time, you know, like those shows were at the beginning of May and then nationals, I'm pretty sure was in June. Yeah. Although we didn't go to nationals that year. No, we didn't. Well, you know, we actually easily could have, but I remember it was coming up to the end of semester. We had end of semester exams, right? And uh, I think you were kind of just over dieting at that point, you know, like not, you weren't over dieted, but you were over dieting. <laughs> yeah, it was at that point, first competitive season, um, like got strided glutes my first time, <laughs> never really experienced that level of diet fatigue before. So yeah, yeah. I was, I definitely could have done it, but considering I knew like I didn't really have a chance at a pro card or anything like that. Yeah, not a pro card, but you would have easily been, you know, Mr. Junior Bodybuilding Australia, right? Because at, well, 
I don't know about easily, but I'd say you were, you'd definitely be up there in the top contenders, but you got first place in juniors at the rookie show and you got first place at the Brisbane classic. And, you know, from feedback that we talked to other people who ended up going to nationals, they're like, yeah, Jack, uh, <laughs> you would have cleaned up, <laughs> but Hey, you know, that's why we're going to come back in 2021 and, uh, you know, see what happens. Yeah. It's, um, I think it'll be a really good experience next year. Yeah. It's going to be amazing, but you know, the thing is, is that, so even if the ICN shows are somewhere around May, we, we worked out that if we do start prep, right, 25 weeks out from the beginning of May, that's somewhere around the 9th of November, give or take, it's early November. But the thing is, is that, you know, I know that I really want to do IFBB and I really want you to give IFBB a crack with me. You know, I think that you would do such an amazing job in classic physique, even just first timers, you know, get Alan to help you choreograph a, uh, a posing routine. I think you would just look beautiful up there, beautiful. but beautiful and muscular and artistic and man, just you in classic physique. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm so excited to see you up there. But anyway, with IFBB. So when I started my prep last year, which was on the 31st of August, that was 26 weeks out from the first IFBB show of this year, because the first IFBB show in Queensland this year was on the 29th of February. But now today it's the 13th of September, right? So if let's say that the show next year was still on the 29th of February, that would be 24 weeks out for me right now. And hopefully for you too. But I'm hoping that IFBB will push back their shows to a later date as well, perhaps later in March, maybe April or something like that. Again, just to be safe, right? Because I don't What will happen if they don't though? What happens if it is in February? That's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't want that to happen because like, I want to be able to plan ahead. You know, comp prep is a really big deal. I don't want to wake up and be like, surprise, you start comp prep today. Right. Or like, I don't want to wake up and find out the show dates and figure out like, oh shit, I'm 18 weeks out. Like what the hell? Like you need to get yourself into that frame of mind to go into, to enter into a comp prep. You don't just wake up and flick a switch, right? You need to do that pre-prep preparation. So, uh, yeah, that's why I'm just really hoping that hopefully, you know, very soon, um, hopefully in the next couple weeks, you know, cause the clock is literally ticking, uh, that they do release some show dates or at least some estimated show dates for when they have booked venues and stuff. Um, optimistically hoping that it can go ahead. So I can start really planning my prep because yeah, like I said, I need to get into that frame of mind, but I'm getting really close, you know, like I'm getting that itch again. I'm getting really excited to get back into that comp prep mentality and to really get back into comp prep. And, you know, like even though it's only been like just over six months since I actually ended prep, I feel like I've taken pretty much advantage of this entire six month of my improvement season. You know, like I don't feel like I've left any stones unturned. Like I straight after exiting my comp prep, I just got straight to work. You know, I just started working on improving myself and it's gone by in a blink of an eye, but damn, looking back, I know that I've been working really, really hard and I'm really excited to showcase my hard work next year because I can confidently say I am going to step on stage looking very different. So frick, I'm excited. But uh, yeah, I'm just hoping that, you know, they release the show date soon because I don't want any, you know, sudden surprises, right? I, I want to give myself time. I want to be able to plan for it. 
So yeah, that's uh, pretty much me in a nutshell. You know, the other member of our family, she did have an interesting week. So this past week, we actually got our dog Sam desexed. So goodbye, little ovaries. But uh, you know, Jack and I were just not ready to be parents yet. You know, especially parents to. 10 puppies, right? Yeah. <laughs> Looking after Sam is enough. So, uh, yeah, Sam, I don't want to call it the cone of shame. You know, it's the cone of protection, but mm. uh, it's like the chastity cone. Or I'd never heard of the cone of shame before yeah. people brought it up. Yeah, but no, no shame, Sam. No shame whatsoever. But, yeah, she um, she does look like a bit of a funky duck. Where uh, We've been posting a few photos of her on our Instagram, but she's just, she's funny. But um, hopefully, you know, we can take off that cone in a few days and get back to and fetch mm. but yeah so jack how has your past week been give us the deets yeah so it's been another successful week with training and nutrition so my mini cuts almost out of 10 so i will basically be doing my final week next week and that'll be the seventh week of my mini cut and i'll be aiming to get down to at least 88 kilos mm-hmm. so i started at 94 and yeah, I'll hopefully be ending at 88. I might even end slightly below 88. So to give you some details, last week I ended up at 89.4. This week I ended up at 88.9. And this morning I actually weighed 88.4. So mm-hmm. like I think another week I should definitely be able to get below 88. And like within reason, the more I lose this coming week, the better. Mm-hmm. It just allows me some more wiggle room for getting calories back up and starting around that 90 kilo Mm -hmm. mark yeah because if you can drop a little bit more weight now you know that you're probably going to gain more from dieting an extra week now than you would gain from just being in a surplus or maintenance for one extra week if you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. for sure especially like where like i did a high day this this week Mm -hmm. We're, we're recording this on sunday and like my weight stayed the same i i went from like 400 carb on training days to I just did one day at 600 carb Mm -hmm. left fat and protein the same and yeah my weight didn't change the next morning so and that was the day after we recorded the podcast right so that was on Monday yeah and I remember saying last week that I wasn't going to do that but (laughs) (laughs) let's just say he had some friendly pressure not not pressure but I did probably have an influence on him you know I was like man this boy could really use some uh c6h1206 you know (laughs) if anyone doesn't know what that is that's the molecular structure of glucose but wow I was just looking out for my boyfriend I was like man this guy could use a little bit more energy so um I was like you know you maybe think twice about that high day but yeah you took it and like it's it's funny because I feel like on the podcast we're always joking about or maybe it's just me how like when you eat a lot of carbs you have increased meat and you want to mow the lawn guess what Jack was doing on Monday (laughs) he um yeah it was out there doing the garden and mowing the lawn so yeah yeah. I did have a I had a crazy amount of energy that day but yeah and I made the most of it. But mm-hmm. yeah, like this mini cut has really enforced to me or reinforced that like mini cutting isn't for someone other than competitors, unless mm-hmm. you have people who are hobby builders that don't actually compete, mm-hmm. but they just live the lifestyle. Like sure that it's probably worthwhile for them if they want to do it. But like my, I've adapted like crazy to this energy deficit mm-hmm. and Although it has the dieting process hasn't been that hard, like I can, for some people who do adapt um, rapidly, 
then it's not really that fun of a time, especially if you start on like 400 carb and then you have to get down to like 100 carb in order to establish a deficit. I was just fortunate enough that I was able to start on like 600, 700 carb. So, and yeah, like being in that large of a deficit, it's, uh, it's just not that fun and it's not sustainable either because I was thinking about this this morning actually and basically the reason why normal people, I guess normal people is in normal people, people who aren't <laughs> bodybuilders, but normal people lose weight in order to to keep it off. They don't lose weight to gain weight again. Yeah. And well, at least that's the intention is to not to gain it again. Mm-hmm. But bodybuilders mini cut in order to gain weight again. Yeah. So describing it like that, I thought was quite a good way of sort of realizing that how unsustainable it is. Mm-hmm. You literally lose weight for four to eight weeks in order to regain it again. Yeah. So you're not, by no means are you trying to stay at that uh, low weight because you'll you'll be at it's not a very favorable position to be yeah. in energy availability wise yeah. it's almost like you're doing a crash diet but like an evidence-based very strategic crash diet mm. but with the intention to start yeah get straight back into a surplus straight afterward yeah mm-hmm. and yeah i'm like as i alluded to like i've been pretty happy with how i've handled it like mm. my my diet quality is the best it's been in a long time purely because i don't have to force feed myself mm-hmm. so like i and i yeah i don't really have any cravings hunger isn't really that high other than on rest days and interestingly yeah, yeah it is highest on rest days and it is quite a, quite a lot more significant and yeah, training has actually been going really well, pretty much at least maintained everything, mm-hmm. maybe a slight little dip off in pressing, but definitely like not nothing significant by any means. And yeah, like I've just been happy with the results that have shown just in terms of body comp and the the reassurance that I can still diet, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So I think that you've done a wonderful job, you know, where you've now been dieting for six weeks already, which is absolutely nuts. And it makes sense, you know, last week you'd been dieting for five weeks, then you gave yourself a high day and that because that was a month, right, of being in a deficit, then you give yourself an influx of carbs, you are going to feel the difference, you are going to feel more energetic, which it's it's a new sensation. And it's wonderful. So I'm just, I'm excited for you to just crush this last week, you know, hopefully break into the, um, into the 88s below 88s on Mm. average. And then, yeah, get right back into, um, get right back into a mini surplus before prep. So yeah, damn, that'll be exciting. And I'm just so excited for you, especially because it's been like, literally, this is the first time you've actually done a proper mini cut ever. Or, no, no, you did one prior to your 2018 comp prep, but like in the last two and a half years, this is the first proper mini cut you've done, right? So, yeah, well, I kind of did one last year, but it was like it, three weeks. Yeah, it mm-hmm. wasn't. I mean, a mini cut, it can be three weeks, mm-hmm. but it, it was, was a just a mini, mini cut. Yeah. <laughs> and like looking back on that time, I didn't really need to mini cut, it was just probably for a bit of confusion, like, like wanting to do something just because mm-hmm. I was. Uh, my headspace with gaining wasn't where it should have been. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's trial and error, but I'm just excited for after this next week, right? When you get back into a surplus for you to feel energetic every single day, right? And just for you to experience that like influx of carbs, that influx of energy and how that translates to training performance, because 
I know anecdotally and, and a lot of my clients too, right? Like after you exit a dieting phase, like those first few weeks when you're back in a mini surplus, right? And you're eating a lot more food, like I just find training performances through the roof. You feel on fire every single session. So yeah, hopefully you can see, um, you know, some big numbers and hit some new PBs and that'll be really, really motivating as well. Just really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just feeling on fire and training. Yeah. Should be good. So one week left to go. We'll take skin folds at the end of next week. And are you still think like, do you think you'll get a Dexter scan to compare? No, nah, definitely not. Mm. Yeah. It's just not something that I have planned. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. But yeah, something that this mini cut is um, kind of taught me what I want to try and because one of the reasons why I did it was to learn some more uh, data for prep and have that there. And like one, two, it's kind of made me realize to actually lose more than 1% of your body weight consistently for six weeks, that's actually quite tough. Mm-hmm. Um, on average, I probably just scraped by at like 1% of my body weight or just very slightly over. So like setting yourself even to lose like around 1% of your body weight for the first like eight weeks of prep, that's pretty damn tough mm-hmm. to then lose potentially an extra, I don't know, eight to 10 kilos after that as well. And also like I'll definitely hundred percent be doing high days, maybe even from the start in prep mm-hmm. because like I finished my last prep on an, I didn't get any lower than 400 carb every day and around like 50, 60 fat. And that, that was on average though. On average. Yeah. And 250, 275 protein and like already in six weeks compared to like the 20 week prep that I did, I'm already on like 350 carb training, 300 rest days. And the only thing, like obviously I have more muscle now, I have certainly optimized my metabolism in the off season. Mm-hmm. So the only thing I can pinpoint is like one, I'm, I'm a lot leaner than where I started my prep last time. Mm-hmm. The other thing is just that I haven't included high days and maybe this is very anecdotal, but potentially having those high days for someone like me who can adapt very quickly will offset that adaptive thermogenesis. Yeah. So yeah, that's definitely something to consider with me. Yeah. I'm right along the same lines as well. I think like comparing to my last comp prep, you know, and all the data I was able to gather from that, like I found my best success when I was doing those five lower carbohydrate days and then two high carbohydrate days. Like I implemented that from somewhere like 18 weeks out and I was able to get very consistent, very predictable weight loss pretty much for the next 18 weeks. But like the first eight weeks where I was just doing continuous energy restriction every single day, not implementing any high days or anything. I think I had one diet break in there during that eight week time. Uh, like body weight was kind of all over the shop, you know? So I'm, I'm totally with you. I think I'm going to do high carbohydrate days right from the beginning too. So yeah, it should be an interesting time. Mm. Yeah. Bring on the carbs, bring on that glucose. But, uh, yeah, so should be good. One more week to go. God, I can't believe it's already been six weeks, man. That's nuts. Time flies. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's gone by very rapidly and it's just amazing how quickly you adjust to a new way of eating, new Mm -hmm. lifestyle training with slightly lower energy. 
mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, but what's nuts is that six weeks, dude. That's like a quarter of a prep, right? Mm-hmm. You've already made it through like technically a quarter of a prep. So or for some people who decide to do twelve week preps, you're halfway through your prep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> all the Mr. Olympia competitors yeah, would not recommend. <laughs> But uh, anyway, is there anything else you want to add or should we wrap this up? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. I think maybe next week I can give like a full run- rundown of the mini cut mm-hmm. and my plans from there. Yeah, should be good. You know, we'll take skin folds, progress photos, all that jazz. But um, yeah, very celebratory. But yeah, smash out these last seven days. Yeah, awesome. So we'll end on as we always do one thing that we want to improve on this week. So I'll let you kick it off to you. Okay, so I think something that I want to improve this week is something that I should certainly be able to improve because I've literally just implemented it into my training program, but I would like to, you know, continue to build up my T-bar row because last week was obviously the very first time that I did it, you know, learning that new movement pattern. And I was only doing like 35 kilograms, which I know I can certainly go heavier on that, but, uh, obviously learning the movement pattern, making sure that I'm getting good form, good mind muscle connection before I start to increase that weight. But yeah, hopefully, um, I'm doing that tomorrow. So maybe 37.5 or 40 kilograms, right? Like I've got a strong back. So hopefully this is a movement that I can continue to push up, but I definitely need to hold myself accountable to making sure that form is correct the entire time. Like that's why I love, I love seal rows, right? UQ sport had a seal row that I just, I freaking love that thing because you can't cheat on a seal row right? Like compared to something like a barbell row or a dumbbell row, you know, like you can just use so much freaking momentum on that thing, bend your back in the craziest ways just to heave that weight up. And if you're not filming yourself, it can get sloppy, man. Like, (laughs) so that's why, man, the things I would do for world's gym Brisbane to have a seal row, it has like everything else, but a seal row, but hell t-bar row have you seen the form police on instagram i have seen the form police and sometimes i i am actually on the form police's side (laughs) uh you know when people are really against them yeah i mean sometimes yeah if it check out the form police on instagram it's a pretty (laughs) it's a mean page but apparently they do it constructively yeah but they basically they get sent horrible form and they post it and then everyone gives them advice in the comments but it's kind of like a subreddit but yeah i don't know i don't i don't follow it necessarily no i don't i don't follow the page i i just all i'm saying is that like guys we need to think about the primary goal here right like you're trying to build your Mm. body you're trying to grow muscle like you're you're not just trying to heave weight around because you know we've all seen that video right where someone's like new bent over row pb right and you're like shit there's a lot of weight on that bar how does this dude bent over row this it's because he doesn't bend over row it yeah it's like some weird slanted shrug and i'm like that's not a bent over row why would you why would you post this on instagram Mm. like i would be way too embarrassed if my form's not pristine i'm not posting a video you know what? Yeah, I think to be honest, my T-bar row probably wouldn't fit their criteria of what is perfect. Really? Yeah. I think yours looks amazing. I don't How know. Can you make it any better? You're doing a dead stop, like because my my back comes up very slightly during the lift. So yeah, I'm just saying compared to their ideal. Like yeah. for me, I think it feels really good and mm-hmm. I connect with it. Yeah. But like yeah. we're not saying form has to be 
pristine, you know, and they've even done studies on this for things like lap pull down, things like a bent over row or a dumbbell row. You do need to add in a little bit momentum if you do want to progress, right? You can't just have that very static, well, not even static, obviously you're moving, but uh, you know, that textbook form, right? Where your back is just perfectly horizontal. But at the same time, there's a line, you know, there's a line between form breaking down a little bit and just form going way out the shop, right? So anyway, yeah. Well, it's mechanical (laughs) failure, isn't it? Don't call slanted shrugs bent over rows, please. (laughs) But Jack, what do you want to improve this week? So I would like to improve my RDL, which I say regularly, but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those hardest movements for me. It's quite a complex one as well Mm -hmm. and I just wanted to potentially manage my fatigue a little bit better heading into it and I think it's starting to take a hit with the weight loss and like my upper back especially is rounding a little bit Mm -hmm. which I'm glad it's not my lower back but yeah the upper back just is is having a tough time keeping up so Mm Which is understand like you RDL a lot of weight. You're RDLing now over 170 kilograms, right? Mm. So yeah, when you think about a weight in front of you, again, it's it isn't it sort of normal, like right? Because you're thinking obviously your hamstrings are a hell of a lot sh- stronger than your arms and the muscles in your shoulder blades. Like you don't want to be totally like slouched. But I think it makes sense when you are getting up to that weight for upper back to round. Like like we just said, it, it rounds just a tiny bit. Yeah, it's just about finding that, getting to that point where you decide, okay, should I cut this now? And mm-hmm. like, because I did 175 for two by eight. Mm-hmm. And then that was like basically to failure. Like, yeah, wasn't, it didn't, it didn't feel good mm-hmm. as in it felt really hard. And the week, this past week I did 172.5 for two by nine. Mm-hmm. That felt probably slight, tiny bit easier. I also used the standardized plates, which meant the range of motion was consistent. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just about finding that point, which is always tough in a deficit, especially for someone who always likes to progress or maintain, mm-hmm. like whether to when to cut it and say, okay, today I'm going to do 170 for eight and then reset there and start trying to go back up or at least maintain that. Yeah. But you also have to remember, like at the end of the day, it is all about the stress you're putting on your muscles. And it is all about pretty much that RPE as well. Like your hamstrings don't actually know if they're lifting an extra 2.5 kilograms or something, right? You're stressing them either way. We're talking about 170 kilograms on your hamstrings right now for reps. So, uh, Yeah, I would just say play it safe, obviously, last week of your deficit. Either way, it's still a very impressive lift. And then in the weeks coming, once you're back in a surplus, man, that weight's going to be flying. It's going to be really exciting. It's going to be feeling really good. Mm, Let's hope so. Yeah, let's hope so. All right, guys. Well, that is the end of our 20th episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you did enjoy it, please take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week. See you guys.